pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Resonance, Resonance, Resonance FM. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, broadcasting you, broadcasting you, broadcasting us live from London. But if you're lucky, we will broadcast you oh, as well. we will, we will. <laughs> Don't rest easy. Uh, my name is Steve Curran. I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. Do, 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 do resonance. resonance. Do, do, do. That's a good, uh, good piece of identing, Anne. Thank you. Uh, we, just before the show, if, I hope that, I hope um, Caretaker Ben doesn't knock that bit off uh, the start of the show uh, we were just flailing around a little bit because we didn't have the CD in uh, and couldn't find an ident to play so I just thought don't worry guys I'm here a machine they had this problem this morning on Radio 1 didn't they did you hear it no did they have me there no they didn't <laughs> Simon I'm not sure your mic is working okay. sounds a bit dodgy I think this that's one? probably why that one's there but we don't know which one that's on it's no loss there, there we go oh hello oh, hello. hello let me just work out where that one is there we go your mic take that mic too how's it going Good. How are you? Uh, very well. Very warm. Yeah, it is it hot, is isn't warm, it? It is warm, isn't it? In fact, I just, I just looked up London temperatures to find out what temperature it is, so I could classily announce that at the start. So, welcome to One Life Left uh, from London, where it's a balmy... What do we think it is? What have you got? Well, it says I, 19 degrees. I've got no, 21 on my I reckon, phone. Oh, OK, well, but those are actual things, and I was going to guess. So it feels like after you said <laughs> ones that real... I'm not saying it's correct. I, I think it feels like well that's 22, important 22 23 with, with 22. humidity mm. 22 factor that in with a wind speed 22 we're a video game radio show as you can uh, tell we've been doing video oh we've, we've committed a crime <laughs> Somebody get over there quick they're wittering <laughs> we were asked before the show weren't we do you want the uh, do you want the windows open 
Do you want the ambiance of South London? <laughs> well, of course we do. What else are we going to talk about? <laughs> Video games. Uh, do you have much to talk about this week, Simon? Loads of it. Do you? I, I've been I've been playing some games. I ordered one, bought one from the internet. Ooh. Did you? I'm yeah. looking forward to, well, let's see if we can guess what that is before mm. you reveal all. I'm looking forward to that. What about you, Anne? Have you had a video gamey week? Not particularly. Nope. Good. Good balance. Yeah. <laughs> Good. What about news? How's news looking this week? Oh, news is fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> really build it up. Yeah, Get our it's listeners fine. ready. Do you know what? This news this week has been quite quote heavy. Has it? Yeah. Which, Does that mean you're going to have to do voices? Mm-hmm. No, no, because I, I was thinking about it and I mm. don't think that's okay. Okay. That's so fine. we're not doing voices in the news. Apart from your own. Apart from my own. But I don't do that voice. It's just, I live with it. No super special guest. Sadly week. not, no. Uh, really struggling at the moment. If you want to come on the show, we've, I think we've probably only got four left. We haven't been told when we're four left on this, summer holidays. Four left this run. Um, just very, very busy <clears throat> doing my day job. Um, <sighs> I was a little later to the studio today, see? So, uh, yeah, my, my, my transatlantic call, which I do on a Monday, oh, overran. Very fashionable. Got to go do a radio show, I said. Uh, so yeah so if you can make it easy for us just email team at onelifeleft.com or just turn up just <laughs> I mean the chances are that we won't have anybody we? booked in 144 Borough High Street just really? say just buzz and say I'm here for One Life Left um, have we had any posts this week I haven't checked we haven't had any posts this week as far as I can see have we had any email we've had two email posts so we don't we can tell the letter to stand down we're not going to open the letter exactly right excellent okay Anne are you ready mm-hmm It's 7.05 on Monday the 1st of July. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. Valve has apologised for some poor communication around its Steam Summer Sale Grand Prix event. The event allows some Steam customers to win games from their wishlist, but when it wasn't made clear which games people would win, users started pruning their wishlist so they contained games where they would save the most money. That meant loads of indie games getting delisted. Hidden in Valve's small print was a note that those lucky enough to win would get the top game from their wish wish list gifted to them, so no need to get rid of everything else. Right, okay, that still means put the most expensive game at the top of your wish list, doesn't it? Yes. Wouldn't top and most expensive, or just most expensive on your wish list? So what they was so what Valve said was uh, so they came back and they sort of clarified and they said, oh, we're sorry. We, um, what they actually said was, we designed something pretty complicated with a whole bunch of numbers and rules and recognised we should have been more clear, which is true. Um, so they then uh, said, look, it's just what's, whatever's on the top of your wish list. But it doesn't, didn't have to be the most expensive. But obviously people uh, want to get value for mm. money. If you're getting something for free, you may as well get the most expensive thing for free. So um, people were getting rid of anything that was cheaper and so more likely to be a smaller or an indie right. game. Uh, so that they were having all their AAA games that they could possibly get for free. But all they needed to do was move that up to the top of their wish list. I see. Uh, how do you win uh, a game on Steam? Um, by taking part in, in the Summer Grand Prix event. Okay, What is? do we know what that event is? What There's definitely teams involved. Oh, oh. But beyond that, 
Okay. I don't know. No idea. No. No way of finding out either. There's no, no, there is no way of finding out. I, usually, I think it's to do with buying stuff, isn't it? Like buying stuff from a sale and getting trading cards and that kind of thing, collecting exactly cards. exactly what it is, yes. Is that the, right? The Steam sale started last week. This is to coincide with that. Right, I see. So how do you, what, what? I mean, I haven't bought anything in the Steam sale this year, so uh, I've not taken part. Interesting. Why have you... I mean, Steam sales used to be a big deal, didn't they? It was all, really oh, did. Gabe, take all my money. Yeah. Um, but these days, sales everywhere, aren't they? All the time. Well, the Steam sales, uh, the store-wide Steam sales, are still pretty infrequent. I mm. think there are three or four you can, you can uh, plan ahead on okay. during the year. Uh, so they are rare when everything's discounted, but... Um, they do their midweeks, their their week longs, and their mm. weekend deals, all the time. So, um, yeah, I think um, people are becoming a little more savvy in terms of uh, knowing what's a good bargain and what's not. And the other thing, of course, is that they're completely overwhelmed with discounts, and so they're you know generally waiting for sort of fifty percent to kick in before they will mm-hmm. jump in wholesale. So. Yeah, you know, boring work answer, but managing your discounts is hugely important these days. And just thinking that you're going to do okay by lopping 10% off <laughs> uh, doesn't doesn't work anymore. So the event was uh, you win points by taking part in the summer sale, so presumably right. by buying stuff. Buying stuff. Um, and, yeah, you get these points and then maybe you'll, you'll win some stuff. Um, but literally part of the issue with this was in creating this event it was very confusing people didn't really understand it and this was one of the casualties like lots of indie games getting delisted and people saying guys this is really really bad for us um because that's you know a a way that lots of smaller games drive sales is by Mm. getting on people's wish lists that makes sense but they said sorry and we've all moved on we will do now If you are hoping to get Google Stadia games at a lower price because you'd be streaming them, think again, honey. Speaking to the press, who did not include One Life Left, Stadia's Phil Harrison said, I don't know why it would be cheaper. The value you get from the game on Stadia means you can play it on any screen in your life. TV, PC, laptop, tablet, phone, he said. I think this is going to be valuable to players. But how much will games be? Nobody knows right right now with Harrison noting that the price point will be as much up to publishers and developers as Stadia. So who did he say this to? Press. The press, but do we know which bit of the press? That'll be Eurogamer. Yeah. Yeah. I think this was like, I've read twice in Eurogamer that they were talking about uh, round table interviews. And I'm like, what? What table? Like, do they? What? We, we must not have been able to fit around that yeah. table. Yeah. It was round, but it just wasn't round enough. Yeah. They could have made everyone budge up. Exactly. Excuse us, you're a gamer. Watch out when you squeeze in between you and GameSpot. Put, put a mic there. Yeah. We'll, we'll we just... wouldn't even have asked any questions, would we? We just sat there. We'll just sit and Of course, no back. trouble. Yeah, no, you're a gamer trying to start an issue. All we want is a seat at the table. We could have we stood, behind, stood behind one of your gamer, rubbed their shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Rubbed Phil's shoulders. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we would have. Could have. <laughs> Next time. Yeah. Uh, so this, because um, for uh, the Pro Stadia package, it's not really a package, the Pro Stadia streaming, uh, you have to pay some money. Hmm. So people are thinking, well, look, I'm paying some money already. Surely I'm going to, the games are going to be a little bit cheaper. Plus it's only streaming, you know, I'm not getting anything, I'm not, um, I'm not physically having it and I'm not having it downloaded onto my computer or console or whatever. So surely it's going to be a little bit cheaper, right? Phil did not agree. Really? Yeah. I'm sure there'll be some kind of discounts 
like not on every game, but in the same way, I don't know if PlayStation Plus still operates like this, but uh, PlayStation Plus subscribers uh, certainly did get. You know, you would see a discount on a game, and then it would be like oh, an extra fifteen percent off for mm-hmm. for PlayStation Plus subscribers. Does it? Nothing's would, changed in that sense. Wouldn't no, haven't turned my PlayStation on right. for a while. Still going now. on. They're still trying to tempt you with some exclusive. Are, dis- are you a PlayStation Plus member still? Then I'm right? not. No, yeah. I let it lapse. No discounts for you, Steve. Mm. Doesn't matter, is it? You're not using it. No, I'm not. <laughs> You know, still feel like I'm missing out, yeah. but uh, no, I'm. Uh, so I assume they'll have stuff like that. But yeah, I imagine their business model. I mean, Simon taught us about the business model a couple of weeks ago. Um, I don't think I did, Steve. We'll have to clarify that. <laughs> no, you ta- I don't know their business model. You told me. You told us on air. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe they've said they're going to sell the games. So I, yes, my, my right. two weeks ago on One Life Left, um, which I believe. They've listened to, <laughs> so it's all fine. Which is why we're not, <laughs> why we're we're not at a round table. Yeah. Uh, that I, I was under the impression this was Netflix of games, and yes. that we were get you yeah. were getting all of the games like that, and you corrected me. I did correct you. That's yes. as far as a Wednesday. Let's just be clear about that. <laughs> <laughs> On air and off air, I've told you nothing more. Okay. Former Blizzard president and co-founder Mike Morhaim has said that while crunch isn't sustainable for developers, it is how the company started. In a session at Game Lab, he said, Blizzard has definitely evolved around crunch. In our early days, we crunched crazy hours to get the games done. I think if you're a small studio, you're living or dying by the success of the next project. It takes a lot of superhuman human effort, or at least it did for us. I can't speak for other companies, and I'm sure there are better ways of doing things. But for us, I don't think we would have been successful if we hadn't put Everything that we had. It's all right then. It's all right then. Uh, But obviously, he went on to say, it's all changed now. It's all good. People are. One thing he actually said was, people are getting to sleep. Aww. I don't think that's a really. You know, I I think think that what he is saying there is obviously true for them, Mm -hmm. right? They went through crunch and they were successful. There's no way of necessarily linking those things together. And I think it's a really, really dangerous message to spread because the takeaway from that is going to be, you know, well, if you want to be them, you have to crunch. And then you'll get into a position where you don't and you'll be big enough to survive and to look after your employees. But until then, we have got to put everything we've got into this. So Um, one of the things that he did say was, you know, this... uh, People need to find better ways of working and mm -hmm. companies are doing better these days. And a, a thing that he referred to was managing controlled crunches where people are working hard but not 24-7 and I even think that controlled crunches are that's see that sounds as though you've got a handle on it but if people are working just not 24-7 that's still not okay really Hmm. is it or is it I don't know I've been fortunate enough uh, to work at companies where crunch has been um, essentially forbidden and it doesn't happen Uh, and that's going back 15 years so that's pretty uh, that's, uh, that makes me very lucky, I think, given the amount of... Uh, I've seen this happening in the video game industry. But I... Uh, yeah, I can't... Um, I'm, I'm now in a situation can't where I, I can't... <laughs> yeah, can't I, I, don't, I, I don't want to talk about specifics, but I've seen it Go happen. Uh, I don't want to have to get our podcast manager to cut anything out <laughs> of the podcast. Which we never do, also. We don't Let's do that, clear about that at all. But I, I, you know, I've 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 seen it happen. I've seen it, uh, seen the impact it has on people's lives. And I think the culture is is not so much a specific. 
being told you have to stay late at the office, you know, it being mandated, but it being uh, subliminally mandated by lines like that, where it's like, well, we won't succeed if we don't mm-hmm. all commit to this. And of course, you don't have to stay late, but understand that your failure to stay late reflects on the whole company and your commitment to the company. Um, and yeah, I, 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 like, I do fully understand uh, what he's saying here. Like he's, in a way, he's making, you know, uh, a comment on history that's what he's trying mm. to say this is what happened but it's that line that says we wouldn't have been successful mm. that is the takeaway and that's definitely the danger I was chatting to somebody last week I genuinely can't remember who it was I can't remember what company they were talking about but I'm not going to mention it Who's? Uh, but they this company uh, went bust um, said that uh, they used clock on right you'd walk mm. through the door it would register uh, when you arrived um, you were expected to work late at all times, and yet if you arrived a minute late, you'd get an automatic email from them just saying it had been noted wow. by an automated system. <laughs> Interesting. Mm. So I don't work in games. Uh, I just work in a normal office. Mm. And one of the things... How normal is it? It's pretty normal. I mean, do you have a water cooler banter? Yeah, I mean, we don't have a water cooler, but we've got a cold water tap. Okay. So, you know, oh, and, wow. and actually... You've got a tap? Yeah. <laughs> They're running water where I you know. work, do they? <laughs> oh, wow. Wild times. Yeah. We are treated well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes if there's loads of work on, I will stay a bit late uh, to work. But one of the things that helps me know that that is a choice is because my... My manager leaves early and my director, Mm. sorry, not early, on time. (laughs) My manager leaves on time, like most days, and my director, I see her leaving on time most days. Well, you pick up the slack when they've gone. Yeah. Well, I see them leaving because I'm following them out. (laughs) But it's that, it's leading by example, isn't Mm. it? And it's, you know, if you actually think crunch culture is not good and it doesn't make better games and it makes everyone miserable and it's not sustainable, then you need to not you know that like you're saying those kinds of we wouldn't have been successful if we hadn't have done this you know controlled crunches is something that people are working on those kinds of things are still feeding into that it is normal and it's okay i mean you're ceo of marioki true of one life life limited yeah and at our last marioki gig you went home early yeah didn't you and we stayed we stayed on yeah and drank yeah while you were out of the office and so. i said guys enjoy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Players who illegally access Halo Reach PC test level risk being banned from all current and future games from developer 343 Industries. An exclusive test level went live at the end of last week with fewer than 1,000 fans invited to play through the Halo Insider program. 343 Industries said on the official Halo forum, it's come to our attention that the Halo Insider flight has been illegally distributed online. If you download or play this illegal copy, we have the right to ban all associated accounts and remove from all current remove you from all current or future 343 programs wow Christ just a different login <laughs> just get your cousin over from America yeah. <laughs> um, I had a joke at the end but I didn't, didn't do, do it, it but I'm going to do it now okay, go on. <clears throat> so even though they do have a new Halo these players are certainly no angels Good. Did you get it? Yeah, why did you drop it? Uh, just because this thing had run out. I'm just in case 343 Industries don't yeah. want you joking about it. Yeah. They'll, they'll ban me yeah. from all that future all news yeah. and 
all present news. Yeah. Are, you, uh, are you following what's going on in the Halo universe? Absolutely. I literally just Googled what is Halo Reach. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> just, just put the Wikipedia page up, right. up, uh, up in front of me. Yeah. So Do fill us in. Well, I thought Reach was an, a title from ages ago, and sure enough, uh, released worldwide September 14th, 2010. That's the illegal version. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's a PC... Banned. What's the PC? There's a PC version. Well, maybe it's just come out on PC, or it's coming out on PC, or something like that. They're, they're remastering them all. They aren't are. They? they are doing that because aren't they doing a reboot? I'd call it Halo Remastered. Then, if that's what this is, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, what is um? So they referred to a flight in there. What's that? Flight test. I thought that that was just a an app store thing. That's test flight. Okay. So this you is can twist. see you can see how I got confused. You can see where they got that name from, can't you, as well? <laughs> the game will be re-released for the Xbox One and Microsoft Windows as part of Halo, the Master Chief Collection, sometime in 2019. Right. So there we go. Mm. Well, so clear um, that up then. Good. <laughs> good. And finally, this year's Summer Games Done Quick has quickly smashed its previous fundraising efforts. The Charity Speedrunner event raised $3 million for Doctors Without Borders. The event was held in Minneapolis from the 23rd to the 30th of June and over 800 speed... Eight, sorry, 180 speedruns were completed. Donations are still being accepted, but do it quick because that's what this thing is all about. Did either of you watch any of this? No, I, I did not. Nope, I didn't either. We always say we're going to, like, well... So I know we've definitely got a letter that's about this. Yes, we do. Mm. So. Is it from Robert so Wells? It is from Robert he, Wells. He oh, no, no, we've also, we've also got another letter about this. Okay. So it's really like the triple whammy. Okay. This is a big... We talk about this a lot. We do. More than we watch it. You know, there's a part, that, aren't we? Yeah. Has anyone trademarked or done yet Games Done Slow? Because that's a trend, isn't it? Or it was a few years ago. Slow TV, the Norwegian thing. In fact, we could pitch it to Norway as a as a thing for NPRK. Is that their TV station? Yeah. You appear to be the expert. Let's say it is not Norway. It's Uh, been done. Has it? Has it? Has it? Uh, There are no good ideas left, are there? (laughs) Has it been done in Norwegian? Uh, it doesn't look like it. I think that that is something we could pitch in to Norway. Pitch into Norway. Yeah. On a cruise ship. Hello, Norway. <laughs> Hello, Norway. London calling. Just play Halo Reach slow over ten years. Game's done normally. Ship. Perfect. Done it. Good. Is that it, Anne? That Do you have any more jokes? Is, uh, any other business? No. Okay. No more jokes. Thanks, Anne. One life left. Video game news with Anne
you're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Daenerys Stormborn by Clam. Um, if you uh, have listened to the radio show before, you'll know that we've played a lot of Clam on the radio show from chipmusic.org. In fact, sometimes Clam communicates with us. Can we get Clam on the show? Just turn up. Sorry, Simon, wrong mic. Just turn up. No, it's still, no, it's still wrong mic. Still wrong I'll just turn put them all up. up. There we go. Um, no, but here's the thing, right? Clam has never like directly acknowledged us, but I believe that he uh, put out a song called One Life Left, mm-hmm. which startled to discover on there. And I'm run out of mics to put up next. This one? Did I? No, it's still not that one. This huh? doesn't make sense. Yeah, They're all up. Exciting, isn't it? So we got, we're not listening to Simon anymore. Can I go now? <laughs> Um, Try that one again. Hello. No. No. Maybe my Try, voice try that work. one again because I heard some. Am I? Go- there we go. See, it I'm was a ghost. It was. Yeah. Right. Just don't touch it. So we've got a mirror. There we go. <laughs> right. I'm reflect. just going to select. Just going to knock down all the mics one by one. Hello. Hello. There we go. Yeah, I was right. I was right in the first place. It was you. Anyway, um, this week, this week, Clam put out a new song and hashtagged on. Uh, on Twitter, hashtag One Life Left. Hello. He didn't, he didn't at us. Just use the hashtag, which no one uses. So it's still not sure if it's directed at us. Maybe there's someone really cool called One Life Left, mm. or something really cool called One Life Left, and it's not us. So it's like we're at a school disco. We're dancing around each other, you know, just pretending not to be an interest, not interested. But come midnight, we'll be making out behind the bike sheds. <laughs> Anyway, Clam, if you heard that, Don't, that's not going to happen. We're not going to. We're not going to. It did make, sound threatening. Yeah, that did sound very threatening. <laughs> or like an invite. But that's maybe not the kind of invite we need. <laughs> uh, we had some correspondence which fell um, uh, quite uh, appropriately between a news and a letter this week. Did you see it? Uh, hey, Simon. Hope you're having a great start to the week. Writes. Aaron Seaman from Resonance PR. Sorry, from Resonance PR. Renaissance PR. So it's a, uh, it's a letter. It's a press release in the form of a letter. Anyway, uh, it goes on to say, uh, Telltale's of Walking Dead is set to return with an all-new graphic black look, and it's coming this September. The story is about how they're re-releasing all of Telltale's uh, Walking Dead games in an enhanced version. Okay. We've talked extensively in the, in the last couple of weeks about how some Telltale games have been removed from stores. Yeah. And some have been priced at $100. Yeah, what the heck is going on? I'm beginning to think that this Telltale lark was just a scam. And what is a graphic black look? Well, I did watch the trailer, actually, okay. which shows, shows the, um, the comparison between the Normo and the graphic black one. And it didn't look much different, to be honest with you. But uh, it's going to be all of them together. 50 hours of gameplay across 23 unique episodes. Too many hours. It is too many hours, isn't it? <laughs> That's too many hours. What is the optimum number of hours for a game? Two. I agree. Yeah. Like, two is yeah. perfect. What, so what is going on, do we think, then? Has someone acquired the rights to these games? Well, Skybound have taken them back, but, uh, you know, given that uh, Microsoft have uh, priced uh, tell, uh, Minecraft, the Telltale series, at $100, and uh, it just it seems really weird what's happening. don't mm. know. Something's going on. Can we, um, can we get any of this action, do you think? Investigated. I mean, can we Google it? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, but uh, yeah, no, it just seems very strange. What's going on? What, whatever next? Have we heard what's happening with the Game of Thrones uh, games that Telltale did? 
Ooh. The Wolf Among, uh, Wolf Among Us, anything we could do with those? What do you want? Do you want us to look into them, or do you it want? It just to seems that there's a commercial opportunity <laughs> here. Oh, you want us to make some money <laughs> off something. them? Sorry, I thought something. that you were trying to get us to do some journalism. No, we're not journalists. We've are we? learned that we're not journalists. Well, we're next round a round table. <laughs> we were, if we were journalists, that. we would have been around that table. But clearly, not, we're not. journalists. I wonder, what's, I wonder if it was a literal round table. Well, that's what I always think. You know, the round table. Um, what was it in the olden days? Right. You know the You're dressed up like Jason Kingsley. <laughs> no, you know, you know, in the, from the olden days. Yeah, yeah like Jason yeah. Kingsley. He's a knight. What, what, no, yeah, 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 the knights at the round yeah. table. Yeah. It is a round okay. table. Mm. Do you think that's where this came from? They were like they just wanted to feel quite uh, medieval. Perhaps. Sat around a round table. Uh, maybe. Have we ever had Richard Bates on the show? <laughs> oh. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I was sat on a train on Wednesday, mm-hmm. as I do almost every Wednesday. Uh, I got a um, slightly slower train than normal, okay, because I was at the time on, the, on mm. Wednesday, and I was uh, really, really excited about playing the game that I'll talk about when I was reviewing, okay? Okay. Settled down, had a coffee, which I shouldn't be drinking because of my blood pressure. Mm. I'm still drinking it. I'm allowed one cup a day. I've got a large. Didn't say how big the cup <laughs> Sat down. Um, had a table, which, you know, uh, is unusual on, on yeah. trains these days. Oh, had yeah. a table, seats, switch out, coffee, right? Happily playing the game I'm going to be discussing. Get to, uh, I won't name the station, uh, and also a man just, like, he sits down on the left-hand side of the of the train, and then gets up and moves opposite me. Now I've got my headphones on. I'm playing with switch. And I mean, maybe he just wanted the table. But, but normally that, well, there was he moved from a table on the other side. But, but normally people move the other direction. Yeah. Mm. Right? Stand up, off they go. So, so sat down. I looked at him. He, he went, "Hey, Simon." And I was like, "Ah, oh, it's Richard Bates." I really like Richard Bates. Of course. But I was really annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I went, "Oh." Right, Richard, Harry, I said, actually, I was just talking about you because his name came up in a conversation mm. last week. Mm. He said, oh, right. And uh, I, I pulled one earbud out and said, just oh, how's it going? He said, is this your normal train? I said, See, that is a signal, isn't it? If someone just takes yeah. one earbud out, it is a temporary conversation. Yeah. So anyway, he's like, oh, how's it going? And then, um, he's been texting my wife, trying to, get to, trying to get together. I said, no, you've been texting my wife. I'm still friendly about it. Um... And so we tried to so holding the earbud out. And mm. then uh, he uh, said, anyway, uh, I won't bother you too much. I just wanted to say hello. And I held it and I said, um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, uh, he said, yeah. And I said, I'm not, I mean, I'm not being funny, but I really do want to play this now. And he said, yeah, cool. Cool. I carried on. Did he stay sitting he there? He did, yeah. And he put his... Um, he put his tablet on and he watched something because his Wi-Fi was down at home so he was catching mm-hmm. up with something. I was really grateful. It reaffirmed the fact I Aww. really like Richard. Basically, he said, hello. He said, hello. It was nice, it was nice to see him. I hadn't seen him for ages. Uh, why is Richard Bates relevant to listeners? I was just wondering if we'd ever have him on the show because we could talk about training. He makes video games. Yeah. There we go. Mm. And oh, we'll sorry. That's where you're bringing <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a guy we know. It's like Damo. <laughs> <laughs> I keep bumping into Damo more and more now, actually. Has he still got his two phones? He has got his two phones, and he was in a new area of the park the other day, and I simply <laughs> just stood in the park, and I went, you wizards are a menace. And he held both phones up at me and said, yep. 
Oh, Damo. I like that we're building Damo into a recurring character. <laughs> Good. Should we do our letters? Yes. Uh, memo from the mergers and acquisitions department not checked by legal dear team and SSG I listened with growing dread at Anne's uh, news last week describing how self-proclaimed saviour of the high street Mike Ashley was buying game as a Newcastle United fan I've suffered under his ownership of the team for many years now so here's some fun things that we might allegedly expect to see during his tenure I like how we're reading this out. I like we're all discovering what is. Are you? Is there any sense of apprehension here, Anne? Shall I stop and just have a quick read through first? I was filling for that reason. I haven't. I, I can't. Read <laughs> I think let's push enough. on. Let's push on. Okay. Ta- if if this starts going really bad, just cut my mic. Okay. Just cut my mic and say that I had. Uh, I- oh, sorry. After you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it starts going badly, and just say that I've had an attack. <laughs> she didn't know what she was saying. Uh, the introduction of senior staff from other industries who have little knowledge of the job they're hired into. Except to see Dennis Wise. Uh, sorry, expect to see Dennis Wise in your local branch filling some made-up director of gameplay consultant role. The devaluation of once proud British ba- brands in the name of effic- uh, efficiency and cost saving. Bullfrog being rebranded as a budget label. Anyone? The shameless self-promotion. Do you need me to... No, do you want uh, to cut we, me? Uh, no. Steve was looking critical. I think he's talking about Lonsdale and the other brands that uh, Mike Ashley bought. Right. Okay. Allegedly. Le- I think he did buy this. Okay. Allegedly. Uh, the shameless self-promotion of the Sports Direct brand across any of uh, of the Ashley platforms. Sports Direct at game at House of Fraser. The upside of this is we might see a Newcastle player featured in a video game marketing for the first time since the beautiful... David Ginola graced the cover of FIFA 97. And much more to look forward to, I'm sure. Allegedly. Anyway, glad I got that off my chest. Oh yeah, a question. What monstrous creation of late-stage capitalism is ruining your favourite hobbies and sweeping inexorably through your life like some alien fungus? Um, your corporate chicanery correspondent, Chris Conroy. Well. Well. It's the cloud in it. That's oh, the, the fear for, yeah. for video game fans across the world right now is that uh, we are no longer being allowed to own our games, instead renting them from uh, big, big companies who know that if they're charging us $25 a month to play the games, uh, that ends up them, <laughs> they'll get more money out of us than buying a console once for $500 and then us deciding what we uh, do and which games to buy. Plus, if they own our collection, then we have to keep subscribing to it. See PS Plus for details. So um, that, I guess, is the fear for me, maybe a little. I like owning things. I like knowing that this is mine and mine for the foreseeable future, uh, rather than fearing, you know, becoming more and more beholden to uh, to one platform and, and having to subscribe to that to keep the things I've bought or not bought. Isn't it true that you've never owned the things you bought anyway, uh, game-wise? You've only, uh, if you've signed a EULA... Yeah, a, a licence to play that. Yeah. You know, the good grace to play mm. it, yeah. But it's, I think that that is the sort of technicality that someone on Reddit might argue if okay, they were being annoying. I have got a Reddit account. <laughs> have you? Good. 
Robert Wells writes, bad games. Hello, team. Hello, SSG. So SGDQ made $3 million for Doctors Without Borders, and I noticed that what I'd taken for the awful block was referred to as the silly block. Filled with weird, stupid games. I'm generally a fan of stupid, trashy things, and I like that they embrace that world. I recently read Lights, Camera, Game Over, how video game movies get made by Luke Owen. Most video game movies are pretty damn trashy, and I like seeing them given a reason spotlight. Luke has interviewed lots of the players, and there's lots of ups, along with the inevitable downs. Street Fighter is a poor movie, but the story of its making is fascinating, and Raul Julia is excellent. Which brings me to How Did This Get Played? A new podcast about bad video games which seems to just want to laugh that something is bad. It feels cheap and demeaning. Obviously, nobody sets out to make a bad game. Being told a game is bad doesn't do anything, but finding out what went wrong might educate or entertain. Is there anything you've been told is bad but you love because of the cracks? Pip-pip, Robert. Mm, This is a really good question, and I Mm. wish I had had time to dwell on that. Uh, I'm going to think about it now. Simon, anything spring to mind? Well, um, the thing that I've been watching my son play recently is Dead by Daylight, uh, which is incredibly shonky, um, mm. but for some reason works very well. Um, he plays it completely differently to me uh, in that when I first started, so Dead by Daylight is an asymmetrical horror game in which mm-hmm. uh, four uh, individuals play survivors, one uh, other plays a serial ki- killer. Uh, which could be generic or licensed from some classic horror movies. The serial killer has to get the survivors. The survivors have to escape. The difference with this one is that the survivors are playing with a third-person perspective, mm-hmm. while the serial killer is playing with a first-person perspective. So the serial killer, who's generally more powerful, has a much more limited range of vision. Because uh, if you're playing third person, you can see more. You can see, for example, what's to your side and what have you. When I first played it, I was absolutely terrified of being caught, right? And obviously, it's, you're being chased all the time. A couple of hits you down. The serial killer has to pick you up, uh, walk you back to a hook that they shove you on, and other people can rescue you. All the time, what you're trying to do is start up some generators, which open up a uh, some gates. It's really, it's, it's really cool. It's so ropey. Um, what I've been watching enjoying watching my son play though is uh, so i was terrified of it absolutely honestly just thinking of it uh would would paralyze me almost uh him and his mates just try and run up and really really um annoy whoever's playing as a serial killer <laughs> like running up to them and running behind them and stuff like this and they're just not scared at all and, and they're really enjoying themselves uh and so yeah it's so rough around the edges but it's uh, it's really fun I think a lot of the video games that I like, increasingly like these days. In fact, this pertains to the the game that I've been playing this week as well, uh, which I, I do think it, uh, I enjoy and is professionally made. And I'll talk more about in the reviews section. But I'm I'm not really getting much out of because I've played it before and I've played it before in loads of different guises. And I just feel uh, that it's kind of not for me. It's for someone who hasn't played it before. Um. For me, a lot of the games that I'm enjoying these days are things on itch and cheaper things on Steam that are a little bit broken and are rough around the edges are generally the products of one or two people who don't have the time or resources to polish it up to a full release but have an idea and something broken in there. Sometimes the thing that is broken is the interesting thing. I cannot think of any examples right now. Um, But yeah, I I do have a lot of time for... uh, (laughs) I have more time for something that is... It, that, that it might be bad in air quotes and that I've been told is bad 
but has something interesting that some that, something that is is great but i've played before yeah i think it, uh smaller games that are just they've they've been put together and put out um and maybe you know there's there are a few things wrong with them that's totally fine um i don't know it feels like everything is supposed to be perfect but you is perfection too much to ask these days not from our radio show Uh, yes i I don't know i sort of expect that there will be something wrong with everything that i play to some degree because it just feels very comp i still don't fully understand the mechanics of how video games are made so i'm just like yeah i mean of course something's got to be broken somewhere because it's just (laughs) there are too many cogs behind there for them not to all uh for them to all be working nicely together so yeah i think i'm quite i would hope i'm fairly forgiving of things if they're if they're a little bit broken, I would say that I've heard from I've heard from lots of people who are who have loud opinions on the internet that Knit Underground is a is a bad and boring game, and I thought it was absolutely tremendous uh, from beginning to end. That's that's an example. Okay, uh, we've got one other letter, haven't yeah. we, from uh, Cease Stew, yeah. uh, Chris Stewart, which I am opening right now. Dear Team OLL and SSG, I started a new job in the city today. Congratulations, Chris. Don't, Chris. Um, Which has meant a lot of putting things in boxes, moving them a bit and taking them out again. While I was unpacking, I decided to watch Summer Games Done Quick for the first time, as I'd heard other OLL correspondents saying how great it is. Boy, were they right. I started with a speedrun of Red Alert 3 before delving into all sorts of fun. Minecraft, Hyperlight Drifter, a blind Super Mario team race. So much great content, all helping to keep me sane. What is something gaming-related you didn't do for ages, even though people kept saying it would be great, and when you finally did it, you realised they were right? Love and kisses, Chris Stewart. Uh, I'm too narrow-minded to admit that other people were right and I wasn't. <laughs> so I generally dislike all the stuff that people do. Um, yeah, I don't often... Uh, like, I know my own mind fairly well. Um, and sometimes when I play games, and usually they're games that I end up spending quite a lot of money on, mm. and I start playing them and everyone's like, this game is brilliant! Um, I don't think it is. Because, not because it's not good, but because it's not for me. This, and, and I know myself. This happens a lot to me, that um, people will be talking about uh, the next great... It's often an indie game, and so talking about how wonderful it is. And part of me goes, well, you've all, read, you've all got opinions. I don't need to add my voice to that, and I'm not going to play it. Uh, and then eventually I get around to having a go at it, and I really, really enjoy it. Dead Cells is a perfect example. I didn't touch Dead Cells for a year, and then I played Dead Cells, thought it was brilliant. Slay the Spire. Um, I got to Slay the Spire before Simon. Hey! But <laughs> that's it. But still six months after everyone else, and when I played it, I suddenly got the noise around it. I think it is it's a very human thing to hear mm. everyone else just going on about stuff, and that noise to just put you off it a little bit. Or maybe one type of human. I am that type of human. Other people like to pile on that hype train, don't they? Indeed they do. That's it for letters. Thanks for those. Mm. No, no begging again this week, so mm. keep them coming. Email. Team at onelifelove.com.
listening to One Life Left in Resonance 104.4 FM. This is How Can This Be by Outer Space Man. It's also from chipmusic.org. Uh, we were just dealing with some other business. AOB. 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 Uh, we were talking about projectile vomiting. Yeah, what's the definition of projectile vomiting? If you know, if you have an opinion on this. Team at onelifeleft.com. Uh, also bring a mop. Yeah, Simon and I believe that... Uh, any kind of vomiting is projectile otherwise it just sits in your mouth hmm. but then it falls out and is that a projectile that's not vomit <laughs> a technicality interesting good uh, do we have any any other business because we're gonna have to get out this we are studio a little yep. bit early because we've got a live show after us mm-hmm. uh do we have any other business i don't know why you're looking at me well because you're our ceo okay uh, yeah, and we do, and we look to you moments like this. Oh dear, this might be where we're going wrong. Uh, I don't think we've got AOB. Have, uh, are we going to chat about Marioki this month? We do have a Marioki next Tuesday. Oh, uh, we have uh, develop Marioki, which we're doing for Jagex this year, as we did last year. It was a brilliant, brilliant night. It is private and ticketed, but if you are at Jagex, you'll be able to get one of those tickets. If you're doing business with Jagex you'll be able to get one of those tickets too. And if you're not doing business with Jagex, why not? Do do business. Yeah, and then get a ticket. Or, as, as someone messaged me this week, do you think I can get a ticket if I pretend I want a job there? There's <laughs> <laughs> only one way to find out. Uh, yes. I like the fact where it's pretend I want a job there as well. <laughs> I mean, no, you, <laughs> they definitely don't want well, a job. Why wouldn't you want a job there? Exactly, they don't know. They might go into this pretending they want a job yeah. there go for a job interview they don't want and suddenly one thing leads to another ceo marioki every six months if you go to jagex yeah what better reason do they list that on staff perks company handbook (laughs) well you know you get a cycle to work scheme there's a season ticket loan or a marioki every uh every six months i'm in guaranteed guaranteed all right good uh i don't know when that when is that i think it's the 16th is it yeah 16th of july in Dalston. Fantastic. All right, time for reviews. Scans. Can we just do a quick correction? 16th of July is a Tuesday, which is not the Tuesday we're doing it in Develop. 19th of July in Dalston. And not at all. Not at all on the 16th. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. Yeah. Right, good. 19th of July... which uh, may be completely wrong on the Facebook page, but trust Anne. Sort of trust Anne. Check it yourself. If that's not a Friday... It is a, it's a Friday. Guaranteed Friday. 19th of July. All right. Reviews. Uh, reviews. Video games. Playing. I have done it. <laughs> 7 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, so I have been playing uh, Framed 2. Ooh. So a few years ago, like quite a few years ago, I reviewed Framed, the maybe, original. Maybe we can flash back to that now. Yeah. Just put it in the podcast. So, it was a very good game. <laughs> I liked it because you got to move things around. Seven out of ten. You sounded different. Yeah. I'm things much more real now. Then, I'm much more, I've seen some You've things. You've been through things, I've yeah. been through things. Uh, so, Framed 2 uh, uh, follows similar lines to Framed. So, you... Um, so, the setup is... Uh, it's sort of cartoony. You're following, like, a silhouetted... Um, criminal for sure criminal um who is running along panes and runs through comic book panes um and some of these you can move so that if you say entered um one pane uh 
and you're walking along the top of a wall and there's a ladder and so then you go down to the next to so then you're on the ground level but then in the next pane there's a dog on the ground where you're going to want to switch that so that uh, you go along the top of the wall and you don't climb down the ladder until you've passed the dog does it make sense uh, yep also, perfect it makes, makes perfect sense, sense. Perfect always sense. stay one story above dogs <laughs> yeah and that's the aim of the game. No. Uh, so that's the general premise um, of the first framed and in framed two, well, you've got a second person who is like running in and out of the shots who's like following the criminal and she's mm. got a good, uh, she's got a hat with a flower in it, which is very good. And is she allowed to walk past the dogs? Well, so she, for quite a while in the game, you don't have, you don't control her at all. She's just doing her own thing. Mm. Uh, and then eventually... Spoil- spoilers? Is it spoilers? Nah. You do you do get to uh, control her a little oh, bit as well, because they join up. Um, and uh, so, a thing that changes in this game, I'm pretty sure, unless I didn't get to the end and this was a mechanic that happened in the first one, uh, you can twist some of the panels around. Ooh. Ooh, so you're not just moving them from, uh, from one panel to another panel, you can twist them. So, uh, yeah, so if you want them coming in from one side... Wait, I don't know how to describe this. You can, can you twist turn it all the way upside down well, so the dogs are on the you, top. Yeah, exactly. So you flip them, do you? Or you? Well, it generally wouldn't be one with a dog, so you wouldn't be putting the dog on top. But it's like if you had, you'd basically be doing it like so that it was a, a maze, and mm-hmm. so you would you would set them all and twist them around so the maze worked, so that the person could right. get through without, say, um, falling through a grate I or see. something like that. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's I feel I understand it less now. <laughs> with the, Fewer. The, the more you talked about it. <laughs> Uh, whatever you thought it was, it's that. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, you've got that, and then and then you can also uh, so say if you've only got three panels, you can move them, but then you move them back around again. So it doesn't have to just always be linear. The one that's on the top, once they've gone through it, you can then move that one to the bottom. Yeah, I don't understand it anymore either. No, because it's more complicated, yep. and you feel smarter when you're playing it this time because <laughs> there are different things that are happening, and you're smart. And you're making a comic book Do happen. Do you prefer it? Yeah, uh, I prefer it because it's the one that's currently on my phone. Um, <laughs> but I, I just really, really like the premise. The art style is really cool. Um, like, you get each of these, like, sort of, he runs around a bit and then you just get a puzzle. And it's very nice. I feel very good when I've solved one of them. I'm like, yeah, good. Well done. Smart me. Good work. Um, yeah, so I, ju- I just think that the premise is really, really cool. Looks great. Seven out of ten. Would recommend. Tell your mums. Simon. It felt that that went on for a while. Did, did, it, what, did you start thinking of other things? Well, I started trying to work out what the game was in my head. Is it? I think I described it incredibly well in a lot of detail and some emotion. Did I describe any emotions? No. Yeah, no, I said I felt clever. Okay. That's an emotion. <laughs> Clever's definitely an emotion. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you were listening to Anne's review there um, and you want to draw a sketch of what you think the game is like. Just, uh, download, just download the game No, first. don't do that. No, don't, don't cheat. do that. Don't, don't cheat. cheat. Don't, don't cheat. cheat. Just, uh, just send it in. See, see what comes out the other end. 7 out of 10, though. And oh, tell yeah. your mums. Yeah, tell your mums. <laughs> uh, I've been playing Cadence of Hyrule. I've been playing not that. Uh, the I other thought one. we were going to play the same thing. Did we? Did we discuss, did, I mean, I remember very, very little about anything these so days. So are you guys deciding you're going to play the same game without me? Because no, you, I just because we knew was, how much you'd like that other one. He was going because <laughs> he was going on about the one he played on the train on the switch. I thought, oh, I've been through that. 
thought it's going to be the same thing. No, it's, it's not. Different Switch okay. game. Yeah. Cadence of Hyrule is Crypt of the Necrodancer meets Legend of mm. Zelda. Are you going to talk about Crypt of, uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer? No, but I really want to. I, I want to play it, okay. and I want to buy it as well. Well, so uh, Crypt of the Necromancer is a is an indie game, um, roguelike, where all the enemies move in patterns in time to the beat of the music. So it's a rhythm action dungeon crawler. I haven't played it yet. I have bought it. That's the story of my life. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule is the uh, is a spin-off of that, um, which takes the same uh, mechanics where enemies move in time to the beat, puts uh, in a Zelda world. So it's all Zelda, Link, uh, etc. Zelda music. I load it up absolutely joyous. You've got to, boosh, you've got to move, doof, doof, move left and right. You've lost me. And then uh, you're supposed to, each of the uh, enemies has a pattern uh, which enables uh, you're supposed to figure out. And uh, anyway, it's really, 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 really hard. Really mm. hard, really annoying. Uh, you know, at first I was like, "Oh, this is brilliant," and I was like, "Oh, I kept dying, keep dying." You can you can walk back to bits and bits of the map, but it's still really, really annoying until you discover the setting in there, which is turn that hard stuff off. <laughs> so it basically goes from a, like a quite a fast rhythm action game. You need to move in time with the beat. To doesn't matter what the beat is. Uh, the enemies will move when you move, which turns it from being sort of quite hard uh, roguelike into effectively a, a, a puzzler like super hot. Yeah, and it's really brilliant. So that's when I'm in. It's I really brilliant. The, the thing that annoyed me about Crypt uh, of the Necrodancer was the slight distance between those two styles of gameplay: the puzzle and the having to move on the beat thing. I, it was like it's like rubbing your tummy and patting your head, which I guess was the uh, point of it. But yeah, mm. and I, I felt it took me maybe. Um, a, f- a few goes before I was like, oh, I, I shouldn't move to the old person's mode uh, because that's cheating. But actually, it's really, really brought the game mm. to life. And it's such a clever puzzler set in the Zelda world. Don't be ashamed no, to turn ju- to easy mode, yes. old, old man's mode. No, ju- no. It's just enjoy it mode. Enjoy it. Ha- enjoy you enjoy it, it like really that, enjoying it's it. enjoy it mode. Enjoying it. Enjoy 7 it. out of 10. I've been playing Super Mario Maker 2. Mm. Oh, that sold more than the other one. Has it? Well, yeah, because yeah, it's two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I bought it. I, I was umming and ahhing about buying it. I've, I've, I've ummed and ahhed. Right. Uh, I don't own it. Well, I went to uh, I went to online to buy it. and it was. Where's online? On. How'd you get there? On Are the you... Nintendo store. You dropped it right, okay. okay. Right. And it was forty nine ninety nine. That's thirty nine ninety nine on Amazon. And I went, to, went to Amazon. Yeah. And went onto Amazon, and it said you can have this by tomorrow. It's thirty nine ninety nine, but you can only have it by tomorrow if you order it in the next thirty four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and thirty three, thirty two, thirty one. It checked out by eleven seconds. Yes, mate. And it arrived the next day. Arrived on Sunday. Uh, Otherwise, you could it. never have bought it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, and I, I played it and it's great it's great it's everything I expected to do I haven't used the building thing which I guess is the whole point of the game I'm just playing the levels at the moment going through it but um, really really admiring the design and the way it teaches you the game without really explaining that it's teaching you and I'm really really looking forward to building which I guess is the is you know it's Super Mario Maker it's not uh, Super Mario Brothers Wii U whatever that one was called yeah I mean I didn't really like that one and so that's why that's what stopped that's what stopped me from buying this one 
Right. Because it's it's just more. I mean, but each of the levels has got a different twist, isn't it? Yeah, there are lots of. Uh, there are, so there are. There's the SNES Mario and there's the NES Mario and there's the 3D Mario. I don't really like the controls on the modern Mario. It's a bit skiddy and yeah. it doesn't feel as nice. There's ones that involve Cat Mario, which I, you know, I'm not really that fond of as well. Sorry? Cat Mario. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um,. But it's just Mario in a suit. You can almost see the suit, so it's not. <laughs> exactly. It's like it's, it's really very, more. It should just not, be called furry Mario. It's not, it's not very convincing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed the classic Mario stuff. I'm looking forward to building Super Nintendo style levels and enjoying that feel. The modern stuff I'm not enjoying as much, but uh, it feels a bit unfair to review it before. I've fully embraced the building levels part of it because that is the game. Still seven out of ten. Um, I would like to say as well, I played Hello Neighbor this week. Oh, did you? Which uh, I'm not sure that Anne's description earlier of her game was a bad description because playing Hello Neighbor, I don't get it either. Right. I've run around, I've been caught loads, I don't really understand mm. what I'm meant to be doing. It's never explained it to me. Um, seven out of ten. I also played Risk of Rain 2. Okay. Uh, which is very, very, very different to Risk of Rain. Uh, quite enjoying it, but still in early access. So I put that away. Uh, 7 out of 10. And I played Duck Season PC, which is a horror oh, game. Busy, haven't you? Horror game based around Duck Hunt. Uh, you say that. But, but I wouldn't... Um, you know how everyone shoots the dog? I think shooting the dog in this horror game is probably what's going to bring on all the horror stuff. So I just, I just didn't. And therefore was playing Duck Hunt for two hours. That's it. 7 out of 10. Good. That's Great. the end of well the done. show, I think, isn't it? Yep. Uh, we've got to finish uh, now because we've got a live show coming yes. up afterwards. Please stay tuned on Resonance 104.4 FM for that. It's going to be brilliant and much more professional than we are. See you next week. Form an orderly queue at the door for do, do yes, 7 o'clock. Resonance. Send us letters <laughs> for all of the things we've asked you to send us letters for. Until then, goodbye. See you